Hello and welcome to the Finance Flawless Podcast. This is your host Deepak and with me is your co-host Yashvi. Hi Yashvi. Hi Deepak. So guys, we are continuing with a series on forensic and fraud investigation and our today's topic is check tampering scheme. So let us understand in a very basic or in a very brief as to what exactly is this all scheme about. I would like my listeners, our listeners to visualize a check. Now a check has four basic details to be filled. One is the name of a payee, which means the party to whom this check is payable or the party who will encash this check. Second, the amount which is to be filled. Third, the date of the check and fourth, the signature or the signing authority of the check who will basically prepare this check. So now as the name suggests, check tampering schemes is basically tampering with any of these four details in the check for a fraudulent purpose. So for example, suppose the check is in the name of Mr. Mukesh. Now a person to commit a fraud can alter the name of the payee. It means Mr. Mukesh to some other person's or his own name and encash the check or suppose the check is of rupee 75,000 but just by adding another zero the check can be of rupee 7.5 lakh. So by these means the, and altering the details of the check the check is basically tampered and the crux or the essence of these schemes is a fraudulent purpose or a fraudulent intent. Now most check tempering schemes fall into four categories. One is forged maker scheme. Second is forged endorsement scheme. Third is altered payee scheme. And fourth is authorized maker scheme. So now Yashvi, if you can please help our listeners with the first two type of schemes, which is forged maker scheme and forged endorsement scheme and help our listeners with the basic details, the definition and the techniques which a fraudulent person commit to perform these kind of schemes or to commit frauds. Okay. So in forged maker scheme, the forgery is committed when the individual signs another person's name on the check. Let's understand this with the help of an example. There are two individuals named Ram and Ramesh. So Ramesh is the authorized signatory in the company for the purpose of making payments. However, your Ram, in order to commit the fraud, he would somehow obtain a blank check of the company and sign it in the name of Ramesh. So in this way, Ram would get access to the company's funds. Here, this scheme, forged maker scheme, is divided into four different steps. The first and the most obvious step is to obtain the blank check. Second is to decide to whom the check should be made payable. The Third and the most important step is forging the signature and the fourth step is converting the check. Let us understand all these steps one by one with the help of an example. The first step which is obtaining the check. So in order to commit any check tampering schemes forgery, the individual or employee must first obtain the blank check. Generally, Obtaining these blank checks for the purpose of forgery is very easy for those employees who already have access to company's checks. That is employees working in finance department or the treasury department. 
The second step is to decide to whom the check should be made payable. So here the perpetrator puts the name of any of the following persons in the place of the payee of the check in order to commit the forgery. First is he either puts his own name or he puts the name of his or her accomplice. Third is he puts it as cash so that he can encash it from the bank. Fourth is he puts the name of some vendor. So here sometimes the individual who is committing the fraud, he may purchase some goods or services from a vendor for personal use and in order to make payment to that vendor, he can uh, put the name of the vendor in instead of the pay. Okay. So the third step and the most important step here is forging the signature. This is very important since no signature, uh, since no check can be encashed or converted without the signature of the authorized signatory. There are different techniques to forge the signature, which is first one is freehand forgery. Here the employee or preparator signs the check using freehand. The second one is photocopied forgery. Here the perpetrator would use the use some tools for photocopying the signature of the authorized signatory from some other documents like business letters or reports, etc. So for example, uh, employee X is committing a fraud. So and the authorized signatory is say Ramesh. So he would uh, photocopy or he would use he would use carbon copy to uh, make a photocopy of the original signature of Ramesh on the check. The third technique is automatic check signing mechanism. So some companies which has to issue large volumes of checks, they generally have this automatic check signing ma machines. Here the perpetrator would have access to the machine and he would print the authorized signature on the check. This is the most secure method since it is not possible for banks to know that the signature is forged. Now the fourth step is converting the check. So in order to convert this forged check, the perpetrator must endorse it and he typically endorses it in the name of the payee and uses a fake ID to encash the check. Okay, so the next type of fraud scheme or the check tampering scheme is forged endorsement scheme. So in this type of scheme, the perpetrator intercepts the company's check, which was intended to pay to the third party and converts the check by fake endorsing it. So for example, there was a certain check which was payable to a vendor A. The employee who commits the fraud takes the check and converts the check by fake endorsing it. Let us understand this in more detail by understanding different techniques of the scheme. So there are three different techniques. First is intercepting the check before delivery. Second is theft of return checks. Third is rerouting of delivery of checks. After following one of those techniques, the check is then converted to cash or transferred to the account. So the first technique intercepting checks before delivery. It refers to taking of the check or intercepting it before the delivery to its intended users. So it can be generally done in one of the following ways. First is it can be done by those employees who are involved in delivery of checks. Since they are in the best position to access those checks before, deliver, before its delivery to the intended users. Or 
sometimes when there is a poor control of the sign checks so for example there is a company which keeps certain sign checks in the drawer which is unattended so some employees who may have access to that drawer may find it very easy to intercept those checks the second technique here would be theft of returned checks so in case there are certain checks that are returned to the company for some reason like incorrect addresses or non availability of recipients it may be stolen by the perpetrator who has easy access to it let's understand this with the help of an example a company x had certain returned checks due to incorrect addresses there was a employee who was responsible for collecting those checks from the mailboxes and then submitting it back to the company so the employee stole those checks here it was very easy for employee to steal those checks since there was no prior entry or record of the same so the third technique is rerouting the delivery of checks in some cases where checks are regularly being couriered to the payees the employees may misappropriate those checks by changing the delivery address of the payee for example the employee who is in charge of the delivery of checks he may change the address of some of its uh, checks which was supposed to be delivered to say mumbai to he would change it to pune so that he can easily collect it from pune so for the company the check is delivered to the pay but the same is being collected by the perpetrator now after following any one of those techniques the check is converted so once this check is collected uh, intercepted or misappropriated or stolen the perpetrator then encashes the check by forging the signature of the pay so deepak this was it about forged endorsement scheme and the forged maker scheme that's great so now our listeners have a fair share of idea as to how the forge maker and the forge endorsement scheme works it will be very easier for them to understand and grasp as to what exactly is the other two schemes about so the first scheme is altered pay scheme so now just to give a brief altered pay scheme is a scheme in organizations where an employee intercepts a company's check intended for a third party and alters the name of payee maybe to his own name maybe to his friend's name or maybe some other accomplice for a fraudulent purpose so let us understand it again with an example x limited purchased goods of rupee 5 lakhs from y limited now the accounts manager or the finance manager mr mukesh prepared the check and gave it to the clerk of the department who was mr ram now the ram all once he had the possession of the check he altered the name of pay by removing y limited from the check and entering a new pay or erasing y limited on the check so now let us understand basically how this can be done and what are the techniques to alter the pay there are basically three techniques one is a very simple technique which is a erasable ink technique now in this case the clerk will prepare the check for y limited using an erasable link once the check is signed by the accounts manager the clerk will have the possession of the check again now this time the check is signed by the accounts manager and the clerk 
will erase the name of while limited from the check because it is being written by an erasable link and will again write his own name or his friend's name and will encache that check for his own purpose that that will be fraudulent intent so this was one the second is called as stacking now suppose x limited purchased goods from ram for rupee 5 lakhs rupee the check is being prepared in the name of ram in this case the clerk or the person who is having possession of the check can alter the name of the payee by adding some additional letters to the name of payee so in this case the perpetrator can add some two three letters and make the name from ram to ramesh and then will encash that check in the name of ramesh from the bank and again the intent is fraudulent the third is inserting a new pay now let us understand it with another different example suppose x limited purchase goods of rupee 50000 every month from y limited and at the end of every month automatically the checks is being processed by the accounts department now the perpetrator which means a clerk in our example if there are poor controls in the organization can if the perpetrator gets the access of the database of the vendor before the date of checks processing can access the database and change the name of vendor to maybe his own name or his friend's name or any other name which he feels like and update the database now on the next day once the check is being processed the check will be issued in the name of his own or whatever name he has entered and again to conceal his fraud the subsequent day he will again access the database and make the changes as per the original records but on the last date of the month when the check was processed the check was issued in his own name and then that perpetrator can have access of that check and then cash it for his own purpose or for his own personal expense or whatever expenses and that will again be a fraudulent intent so as the name suggests why it is called as a altered pay because the the name of the pay is being altered using three means one is erasable link ink uh, second is stacking and third is inserting a new pay the another scheme is authorized maker scheme now this scheme is again very simple to understand wherein the person who is authorized to make the check is himself a fraudster or a perpetrator so this can be someone who is a top official of a company for example mr suresh is a director of x limited he has the signing authority to issue checks in the name of a company now every month suresh writes a check of rupee 50000 to pay off his own personal expenses which is not being approved by the company or the board of directors now in this case although suresh is authorized to make the checks in the name of company but he is using those checks to pay off his own personal expenses which is not right which is incorrect and which is a fraud so as the name suggests this is a authorized maker scheme now there are no as such techniques for this kind of scheme but there are two scenarios in which these schemes mostly happens one is in a scenario where the top official intimidates the people who are reporting to him so in this example although the reporters or the junior staff of mr suresh knows that suresh prepare these checks to pay off his own personal expense 
but due to the fear of being getting fired by mr suresh or being his bad books they don't say anything to him or don't complain or don't report these kind of fraudulent activities to other board of directors so one scenario is where there is an intimidation by the top officials these frauds can happen second is a scenario where there is poor controls in the organization for example big organization who issue large number of checks and in very bulk have these automatic check signing machines now in this case suppose if a person or a person who is not authorized to have the access or the login id password of these automatic check signing machines of the system if somehow they get these access they will in a way become a proxy authorized maker of the checks and once they get this login id and password they can issue as many as checks they want and can and in in their own name and and cash them via banks so again the second scenario is poor controls so this was all about authorized maker scheme and i and these two schemes are very simple to understand so i guess th this this is very normal and easy to grasp and to think about more scenarios also also one more point to understand is in today's time when people are making all their transactions through upis through rtgs through nfts through imps check as a mode of payment is not so popular these days but still in our country like india there are very there are small businesses who are still using check as a means of making their payments or receiving their payments so we thought it will be great to share our insights and our knowledge on these kind of schemes which can happen and these are called as check tampering schemes uh, so that's a wrap from us guys uh, thank you yashvi for your uh, valuable inputs thank you deepak uh, so guys uh, that's it from our side do follow us on twitter do follow us on instagram provide your feedback and we will look forward uh, to another new topic in our series and in the next episode till then bye bye